Hi, I'm Jai. I'm TJ. I'm John Luke. And, and this, this is, is Three Cousins Do a Podcast. A trio of anime, movie, and video game enthusiasts. Anything entertaining, we're on it. So sit back and enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Jai here. We're back with another episode of our new season. This is season two of Three Cousins Do a Podcast. So happy you could join us. We're talking about No Way Home. You know, hope you've seen it, because we're going to spoil it. And joining us today is our special guest, Ryan Parker. Super knowledgeable guy. Can't wait to talk about Spider-Man with him. All right, let's get into it. It's a new year. It's a new Three Cousins, maybe. What? What do you mean, new Three Cousins? Have we? Are you replacing us, Chai? I'm replacing TJ, because oh, TJ wow. can't speak anymore. Ryan, you're a new cousin now. <laughs> Ryan is officially the honorary Ryan cousin. Is... The honor cousin. Ah yes. In case you didn't, in case you didn't check it out today, we have our guest Ryan. Same guest is from like one of the really early episodes. I don't remember which one. It might have been like episode three or something. But he's back, and we're gonna talk today about Spider Man: No Way Home. So if you haven't seen the movie, and if you care Mega about spoilers, spoilers, yeah, don't. You can skip this episode. Come come back and watch it after you've watched the movie because we're gonna be talking about it a lot. I think you're gonna enjoy it. I. Uh, I don't remember if, Ryan, you said you listened to the episode, right? But that you were on before. Did did we do, did we, uh, <laughs> did we do an introduction for you? Like how we know you, like, like, you know, or I don't think we did. Well, well, just, just tell everyone again, tell everyone again who you are. Yeah. Um, so my name's Ryan. Uh, I was an old college buddy and a roommate of TJ's, um, and I'm also uh, kind of a big comic book uh, enthusiast and all-around geek, so um, when TJ said that he was launching a podcast with you guys, I was really excited to listen to it, and I was even more excited to be on uh, an earlier episode, and uh, I'm back. Yes. For the- you see how many to- you see how many you see how many references I'm going to try to squeeze into here, and any any time I get like a I'm already. I, I got two, and we've been on here for like two minutes. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to keep a lookout because I haven't heard any. Oh no, I feel like a fake fan. Oh gosh. <laughs> I do my homework now. I'm back. I'm sure I'm gonna like sit funny at some point and say, "Oh my back," like and it be genuine. <laughs> oh my back. TJ said, "You know, I'm somewhat of a podcaster myself." <laughs> I'd say I guess I forgot I have to relay TJ's yes. messages because TJ is unfortunately sick today uh, sore yeah. throat or strep was it <laughs> I'm not sure sore throat whatever it is what'd you say oh, wow. <laughs> no way no way I've been a smoker for 40 years <laughs> oh gosh that... I thought that was Ryan like <laughs> just Making no. fun of TJ. No, 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 no. Far oh, no. me. I'll leave that to you guys. Oh my gosh, TJ, what happened? Oh, he... it, it happens. <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe he's just faking his sickness so he doesn't have to talk about his embarrassment and the fact that Toby and Andrew uh, were in the film yes. and he didn't believe us when we said that they would be in the film <laughs> and they are. TJ, don't hurt yourself. Just type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just type it. Just type it. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I know we were right. And I and I I just want to say that I called it. I said in the episode where we talked about it that 
t- that Andrew um, Spider-Man was going to save MJ falling. And I was totally right. I was you uh, called completely that? on the money. I did call it. You can go wow. back and watch the episode. Wow. I, I called it. When I, when I, 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 I listened to it this morning, and I had seven minutes left before I got interrupted, but I don't remember him making any call like that. Yeah, I don't remember that call. Not in the episode that Ryan was in, but the episode that we were talking about, it's No Way Home specifically. I, I do remember. I don't remember which one it was. Okay, I could, I could go find it. I could go find it. Not right now, but I can go find mm. it. I swear I'm not lying. I did call it. Uh, if, it, if, it right. if it is true, I'll put it in the edit, and I'll like put it right here and be like, yep, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, yes, one of the best scenes in the film, TJ said. Yeah, for me, that was, like, that was so nice. Oh, yeah, my that, was, that was the most, like, to, for me, personally, like, the most heartfelt moment, like, in the entire film. Like, um, that one actually got me. There there weren't as many moments in this that got me, um, but, like, that was definitely one where I, I that was really <coughs> nice to see. And Andrew, Andrew played it, like, so well, too. He, he always plays those he, moments really well. He's really like I feel like he's a really good actor that just got got caught in like the negative hype. I guess negative hype is what I would use to describe what happened around the Amazing Spider-Man films. I would call it poor script writing. That's that's, that's very that's true. Me. That is very true. Um, well, it's definitely not his fault though. It's not his fault. You did you think that the second one was better than the first in term uh, for for Garfield's series? Uh, I didn't. I thought I thought the second one was a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just. And I did. I did just review both films like before seeing No Way Home. I did rewatch both films like consecutively. Right. So it's fresh. <laughs> I will say that I I did not watch the Amazing Spider-Man films because I don't know where they're streaming. But I did rewatch uh, the Spider-Man trilogy on on Peacock. Um, the, <laughs> listen, okay, listen, listen. Don't hit. Don't hit on Peacock. Okay. No, because... it's not even. I'm not hating on Peacock. It's just the way you said Peacock. I was just like, I'm funny. sorry. That's how the. That's what the word is. I don't know what to tell you. But. Uh, um. Wait. Question. How do we think that those villains from the second Spider-Man carry over? Oh, and also Garfield. No, not Garfield. Oh my God. Tobey Maguire's universe like carried over into this one. Like, how do we think like their acting performance was? And like, you think they got like justice? I can speak to the Sam Raimi ones. I'll I'll, I'll wait on that one. I'll, I'll let somebody else grab the, uh, the Andrew Garfield ones. So, I like... Okay. Sandman and Lizard did not need to be in the film, in my opinion. <laughs> I, I don't really think they contributed much. Um, Electro, obviously, I think Electro uh, got... like he. I, I, feel, I feel like Electro definitely got his um, retribution. Uh, and Willem Dafoe and... Uh, wow, wow. Doc Ock's actor's name is completely blanking on me. But um, Alfred Molina. Yes, Alfred Molina. I think they both did great jobs. Um, <laughs> although I will say that Al- Alfred Molina just has like this kind of like evil face. Even though I knew for a fact that he was like cured because of the chip, I thought that he was just going to turn on us at any moment. Which is very strange because that happened with um, Green Goblin. Even though I didn't suspect that for Green Goblin, but you know, I was like, like, why didn't you expect that for Green Goblin? I, d- I this don't man's know. so old and frail. I was like, ah, no way. No, it was just, it was just because like, because Willem Dafoe did a really good job of just like he he's he just really did a really good job of like endearing the audience to him. And I legit I thought that it was gonna be like Doc Ock like was actually evil. I, I thought I thought Doc Ock's roles and Green Goblin's roles going to be reversed. I was wrong, um, but you know. But why would you think that though? Because okay, 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 okay. 
I don't, I, whoa, I don't have any sort of legitimate, like, re yeah, so TJ just said Willem Dafoe put it on an acting clinic. I just, I feel like Willem Dafoe, like, his performance was just really, like, I, I just thought, I just thought it was extremely well done, you know? He was just no chilling. Doubt. He was chilling. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> it, 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 realistically, I should have expected something, and I feel like in the back of my mind, I did. But his performance was just so good, I legitimately was not expecting him to turn on anybody. Like, in just the I, experience I, of watching the movie. I, I see that. I guess I know what you mean. Yeah, I personally was like, I thought that it was, I mean, I expected it the whole time just because, like, that's, like, the character. But, like, still, the way he he sort of, like ratcheted up the tension in those scenes because yeah. i knew he was gonna turn was was really fun it was it, it felt like um you know the thanksgiving scene in the first spider-man yes and yeah. like he's sharpening the knife it was like the whole time i was like this this feels familiar is, yeah is he so I, I i thoroughly enjoyed that yeah hmm. oh yo who whose phone is that um <laughs> but but yeah i i think willem dafoe just really put Real, Willem Dafoe was, I think TJ said this before, but Willem Dafoe was kind of the MVP of the movie for me. Um, he really made, he made it. Uh, oh, yeah. So oh, let's, oh. let's talk about, let's talk about uh, um, Green Goblin giving uh, uh, all wrestlers in WWE a run for their money when it comes to fighting Spider-Man. Was anybody else expecting that amount of like prowess from uh, Green Goblin? Uh, when he was fighting Spider-Man, like right after in, in like Happy's house or that entire apartment complex building. Absolutely. Like, I, I said in the first podcast I was on, when we were talking about Tom Holland versus the Sinister Six, right. I said I'd take Tobey Maguire every day because I said that the Green Goblin would absolutely <laughs> clean his clock. And he did. So I, I was almost I was almost rooting for the goblin in that scene. I was like, I told you. Oh my god. It was just it was so hype though, because like he like pile drive Tom Holland through a couple floors, <laughs> and uh, I don't know about Green Goblin in the comics. Like that's one of my blind spots. So like, is Green Goblin like is is Green Goblin? Yeah, like, like, I had no idea. I was like, okay, why is this man so like strong? Why is he so beautiful? Yeah, he's no, he's he's incredibly strong. He's he's honestly like um, strength wise. He he and Venom, I think are some of the the more i guess i guess quote unquote classic villains mm. that i would you know consider to be the strongest yeah he was always pretty he was always a pretty heavy hitter cuz cuz he he just rocked him and obviously yeah. that was when Spider-Man was still you know like not being like still like <laughs> had his marbles kind of um so i i mean i guess i should pose this question do you think that if Tom Holland Spider-Man was like it was like not pulling his punches. Do you think he could have held his own better when he was fighting uh, Green Goblin for the first time there? Tom Holland wasn't. Oh, you, you, if Green Goblin was pulling his punches, no. Like so, you know, you know how um, uh, Tom Holland, like after he resolved to kill Green Goblin, basically like yeah. was like really destroying him in that last fight. Yeah. Do you think if he was like that before when Green Goblin was fighting him in Happy's like building, do you think he would have like beat him? Well, um, he wasn't in that mental space. That is, he true. wasn't angry enough at that point. So I think that's for me. That's more of a moot point because, like, he wasn't even in that headspace to that's, begin with. But true. like, so I feel like that's the answer to it. You didn't question. have that like, killer he, he mentality. Did, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, 
Uh, question about Sandman though. Like TJ said, like he liked. I, well, TJ, I don't know. Are you being serious about the Sandman performance? Not performance, I guess. Because my my okay, my gripe with the Sandman thing, I feel like he didn't really have much of a much of a real arc. I guess he's just like, I want to go home. None of just, the villains really did, in my opinion. That, I don't know. Was, he just he I, felt I, like I, the weakest to me. I don't know. I guess. I mean, Lizard even more. I mean, you but... can barely you can barely categorize them as characters in the film, though. Yeah. Honestly, like, no, for real. That, that was my whole thing. They were like, more I of like a plot didn't... device. <laughs> yeah, that like. was. Here's that was my whole take on the whole villain thing. Like, I think so. I've told a lot of people this, but like, this was not like my favorite Spider-Man movie in any regard. This is still not like. I don't I don't know if it's top five for me. It's probably top five for me for nostalgia's sake, but like I thought the multiverse idea was really cool. And after coming out of the movie and talking with some friends about it, everybody was like, wait, like you didn't like the multiverse thing? It's not that. It's that the multiverse stuff felt so contrived to me that like they were just trying to get to the multiverse parts that when you got to the multiverse parts, like all of the villains, like like you said, were just sort of like plot devices are sort of fixtures where it's like, yeah, okay, I guess we're doing this, you know, and like the, there were fun moments in between all of that, but like, it just felt like we rushed through the whole first act, which I thought was really interesting to get to the multiverse stuff. So that's why the multiverse stuff felt a little hollow to me, mm. you know, at least conceptually. I get that. When you, when you say like, like you wish they would have set up more in the first act, like what part, like when they were trying to be healed or like, uh, like so the first act in so like and tj just buzzed in and said that he liked homecoming better than this um film but as a conclusion to all the spider-man movies in this homecoming trilogy he thought that it, it did a good job to kind of tie it up which i sort i sort of agree with you i did definitely like homecoming better than this but the way that far from home ended on the cliffhanger was cool because i was like oh so the next one's going to be all about peter trying to sort of navigate the MCU now like having his identity ousted, right? Yeah. And that was like set up to be a massive, massive deal. And then all the leaks started to come in. So if all the leaks hadn't come in, I think we would have thought that this was a whole thing about Tom Holland trying to navigate that. And so I really liked the first act. I thought that the first act kind of actually did a much better job at sort of setting up Peter's crisis than the trailers did which is which is good but i think the trailers framed it like a little differently where it's like oh he's just a kid and he's kind of screwing around actually like i was sold during the first act of the film like oh man this is really hard on peter i would see why he would want to do this whole spell thing but they tied up all of the legal trouble that they spent about 20 to 25 minutes of screen time really setting up and kind of showing you how peter's kind of yeah. slogging through this and really struggling with it with one line from matt murdoch which, <laughs> said- which i said which I said in the first podcast, if that's all he's there for, I don't want it. Was it really cool to see Charlie Cox back? Absolutely. Did I think it was really hollow and kind of pointless in the yeah. grand scheme of things? Yeah. So that that's what I mean. Like, basically, you tied up that whole entire, you know, I guess, part of the film with, like, one line from Murdoch, and I thought it kind of was a little cheap mm-hmm. um, because they were trying to rush to get to the multiverse stuff because immediately after that, Doc Ock, boom, bridge. So... You know, that's yeah. that that's just kind of where it fell flat for me. So then like would you have rather it be just more about him clearing his name? 
Yeah, because like you know, even in the and I, we we all agreed on this. I think, or, or at least I think John Luke and I were both like, I'd rather have like a really solid standalone Tom Holland movie yeah. than I would like a big cameo fest. So I absolutely would have rather that. Now, am I happy with some of the fan service that we got? Yes. Do yes, I you I are. Been, I, I am in a certain <laughs> sense, but in another way, like TJ and I were talking about this as well. Because he really likes Doctor Strange, and he also right. just buzzed in and said that Doctor Strange felt like an afterthought and all this. Like, so many characters ended up feeling like afterthoughts. Yeah, like it didn't need that, right? Like, I would have rather to have like a really good, sort of like maybe one or two cameos, but like yeah. this was a really big kind of overstuffed burrito of a movie. So, or- would you have taken out the multiverse then? If is that what would you wanted that? I don't think that I would have taken out the multiverse. No voice crack. Wow. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think I would have, um, honestly, I think I would have, here's my whole theory. I told this to TJ too, and mm-hmm. he's typing. I would have done this. I would, I see the whole time you had five villains, right? Right. And everybody was speculating. Oh man, we got five villains. Oh, they're going to do sinister six. Oh shoot it didn't feel like there was a main villain of the whole movie. You kept waiting. Like I know that Willem Dafoe sort of stepped into that, that sort of role, but I would have preferred working it where essentially all of the multiverse stuff might have happened or it might not have happened. It was like a whole big Mysterio like illusion and boom, Mysterio is your sixth villain. Like maybe Mysterio is faking his death to sort of manipulate Tom Holland Mm. because he's the one who ousted his identity. Right. So what if Mysterio starts manipulating things and starting to kind of ruin Peter's life to drive him to go to Doctor Strange? And then what if Mysterio was the one who was messing with the interdimensional stuff instead of like Peter? What if he was the one who ruined basically Peter's life? And then at the end, he sort of like comes out of nowhere, you know, and a lot of this was like his tampering. Then you have a really solid Tom Holland Spider-Man villain as opposed to Tom Holland borrowing a bunch of villains. You still get your multiverse Easter, or you still get your multiverse fan service, but then ultimately kind of bring it around where like Tom Holland feels like he has something that's his own that's not a Tony Stark villain or a Tobey Maguire villain. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of a sloppy. I haven't really like parsed through it, but like something like that, I thought would have been cooler. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I would have felt if Mysterio was like the villain again, but I I I feel like I get the sentiment of what you're saying. I do think that it was kind of, so I I really, really liked this movie when I first watched it. I, I It was hype. And for me, it was like, it was right up there with Into the Spider-Verse as my uh, sec is as like top Spider-Man movies. Um, now that the honeymoon period of me watching the movie is over, I do think I do still think it's a really good movie. It's probably like a little bit. It, it's quite a bit lower than Spider-Man 2 for me. Um. So like right right now you have my top top of all time is like into the spider verse of course then you have Spider-Man 2 and then there's like a large gap and then there's no way home and then homecoming mm-hmm. and then the rest of the movies fall like very closely afterwards for that but i so i i i think what i liked and and how how i enjoy the movie now is stop, i i stopped thinking about all of like the extra characters and how they could have been better because I do really think that they kind of did a disservice to anybody who wasn't Green Goblin. 
Um, so I, I don't know. I, I just think about it in the context of Tom Holland's journey becoming his own Spider-Man. Cause like now, obviously like people on Twitter and everyone were like, well, you can't call him Iron Boy Jr. Now because well, he isn't anymore. It's very, it's, it's very true. I mean, if you look at the end of the, at the end of the um, film, not only does he have his own like comic accurate suit that he made without Stark Dick now, it's very, it's very um similar to the ending of, uh, I mean, the beginning of Spider-Man PS4. I don't know if you guys uh, played that game or know about that game, but it's very, sim- it's yeah, very it's similar a, yeah. to that. And so it, it is, I enjoyed the final swing. Yes. TJ just said the ending that's of the that's film. That's- left him optimistic. So I'm like, that's exactly where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. I just, the way they got there, honestly, it felt like some DCEU stuff, <laughs> to be honest, where it's like, well, like, okay, you had the same creative team behind all three movies, mm-hmm. right? Like, all of the MCU felt like it had, like, a direction leading towards, in, like, Infinity War and Endgame. Now, did it stick to landing? all the time no it didn't but like at least there seemed to be like a pretty solid idea right and with spider-man i didn't really feel like that like tj just said that he felt like they tried to fit two movies in in one here Mm -hmm. and i agree because like it felt like all three of these movies well let me let me backpedal on that i think the first two when that spider-man appeared in in civil war and homecoming felt like okay this is the origin story for our mcu spider-man Right. Like he has a sense of responsibility that you establish in Civil War. And then in Homecoming, he struggles with that sense of responsibility and breaking out from the Avengers shadow after having been involved in all this Avengers stuff. That makes sense to me. But then you you go through to to Far From Home and No Way Home, and it just felt like both of those I don't know, just didn't really feel like they were as interested in in having the responsibility arcs kind of being in there. And now everybody at the end of the trilogy is kind of saying, well, they knew all the long they were doing like a different kind of origin story for Spider-Man. And I was like, well, if that is the case, then why would you establish really strongly in civil war and homecoming that he has this sense of, of responsibility. And it's not that characters shouldn't oscillate necessarily as they grow, but it really felt like they were sort of starting and stopping and starting and stopping, mm. you know, does that make sense? No, it it does. It does. And I, I agree with the sentiment. Like, it was cool that they they got him there. Like, do I like where Spider Man is now? I agree with TJ. I am a little more optimistic about the future of the character. He just said, like, he quoted Peter at the end of Homecoming, saying, like, I think I'll just be a friendly neighborhood Spider Man, you know. And then immediately the MCU is <laughs> like, next few movies anywhere but his neighborhood. You've been to TJ space. <laughs> Literally went right, to yeah. space. See, but that and that was a funny moment, mm-hmm. right? But that was like a fan servicey moment because it was kind of like almost like a fanfic kind of moment. And I was like, well, I mean, it, it just doesn't it does it doesn't track with like the growth right. that the character has had so far. So like that was my main issue with the movie. It's not like I thought it was way too scattered. Tried to fit too much into one. Tried to fit too much fan service in there. But ultimately, like at the end. I really enjoyed the final swing in front of the yeah. Christmas tree and in the snow and the suit is, nice. is pretty cool. Like that is the best final swing we've had since Tobey Maguire. We have not had oh, a, yeah. like the Andrew Garfield final swing in amazing Spider-Man one doesn't even compare to this. It was very Spider-Man. It was, it was really Spider-Man PS4. Like I, I did enjoy the final swing. Like, mm-hmm. am I optimistic about where it's at now? A lot more so if they make more of them, but as a trilogy, you know, in the MCU, as a sort of coherent 
trilogy for a single character, they have not stuck the landing once except for Captain America. And even the end of that one was a little messy, but still. You know, what I think happened is I think after Homecoming, they kind of realized, and like after, especially after Infinity War and Endgame, they kind of like realized that they didn't, <laughs> they, they they couldn't like go back to being uh, straight up on the ground Spider-Man. So they're like, how do we de-escalate this, right? So they're already on the high and they needed to, they needed to find a way. And I think, I think um, No Way Home was kind of their way of like de-escalating things because they're, they basically, they basically back to square one completely, not even square one. It's like square zero now because of where um, Peter Parker is. And I think, I think that that might've, that, that might explain some of the um, shortcomings of the movies because they're just trying to figure out a way to get back to the ground level as opposed to where um, Tom Holland Spider-Man was before. I agree with you. I think that's exactly what they're trying to do. Um, I have a I question. You... Yeah. In terms of everyone knows that Spider-Man's a hero, but people don't know who um, Peter Parker is. That's correct, right? So, like, I want to know, like, what do you guys think? How are they going to go about him letting everyone know that he's Peter Parker again? Like, the people who, you know, care about him or, like, people who need to know, well, I guess. Uh, as far as the world is concerned, Peter Parker didn't exist. So, <laughs> so now it's just, it's just him like showing himself as who he is and whatever. And he, he said that he was gonna like explain who he was to Zendaya's MJ. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I don't know about all that, but I think, I think it's just a matter of like him just being himself. And then people are going to get to know, get to know Peter Parker as Spider-Man as he is now. And, and everything else like wouldn't matter. Cause like, now people don't know that he helped that he helped um with the the whole situation with Thanos. People don't know like well, people know Spider Man helped, but they don't know. Yeah, Peter, they don't know Peter don't know Parker. Parker. So no. so now that when they if they find out who Peter Parker that Peter Parker is Spider Man, they're like uh, okay, you know. <laughs> and now there's no like MA or anybody to tie to tie him to, so he doesn't have to worry about endangering anybody. So it's just he's he's a nobody. And I think I, I actually kind of really, really like that. He is a nobody. Uh, TJ asks, can we talk about them not saying my spider senses are tingling, but instead they say Peter tingle. My Peter tingle. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother it's me. such a Gen Z thing. Peter Tingle. Like, it's, don't don't bring my generation into this. <laughs> yeah, what's with all the hate on Gen Z? Like, I don't even, because I think it's stupid. It's not, it's not. It's not shade. It's just like a. It's like a. That's. Like I don't a, think it has anything like to do with generations. No, Spider Man in this universe is a Gen Zer, right? True. And like, Peter Tingle sounds funny. <laughs> it sounds so ridiculous, that, right? So like, TJ said, not just the phrase though. The fact that the fact that Peter still doesn't know what it is. Oh like, yeah, that is true. Like yeah, he doesn't because like. TJ just buzzed in and said when Doctor Strange like can't take the box from his body because like Peter can sense his body can sense <laughs> what Doctor Strange is gonna do. Before which was he does wild, it. by the way. Which was extremely yeah. wild. It um, was and it was just glossed over and TJ was like, Peter's still, you know, saying like, yeah. Whoa, what's happening? Like yeah, that's right, he doesn't know. And that's another thing that they backtrack for a joke because at the end of Far From Home he trusts his spider sense and that's how he avoids getting shot and killed right. by like mysterious drones 
there shouldn't be this whole what is happening anymore. And yeah. I agree on the phrasing to wrap up the phrasing. This Peter Parker being a Gen Z Spider Man and like cracking jokes about that and like continuing to call it that, even though he said he hated it, like being called the Peter Tingle when May did it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the word like Spider Sense is just there. Gen Z. No, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. I, I it's feel just... so much shade. <laughs> I just feel like, um, yeah, yeah. No, oh, that scene. I so TJ said it's also hinted before Green Goblin makes his heel turn. I really enjoyed that scene where Peter's it like is stated though. It is stated. Norman says it. He says that sense of yours. He said sense. <laughs> they they got one half of the phrase, but I really enjoyed that scene because like though I felt I felt like my anxiety like just peaked during that scene because I was just like what is Peter like sensing like what's going on and then he webs um Willem Dafoe I was like yo that was sick that was I I I feel like they built they built up the tension really well right there um they did but he still didn't know what was going on yeah he didn't know why he was like he felt and, very like, surprised Tobey right Tobey Maguire like knew like at first mm -hmm. the first time he, he has the spider sense go off right in in the first spider-man is when flash is about to like throw a punch at him right, right. and he, he they show that he can sense everything around him yeah. but it's like he has to filter through the noise to figure out what thing around me is the threat right and then as he becomes spider-man that becomes easier and easier and easier and he he just sort of reacts to it right yeah so they showed that pretty well but like with Tom Holland, like TJ said, he's he still acts like outright confused mm -hmm. when stuff happens. Like, like you, I feel like at this point he's been Spider Man for like, like in terms of like his actual years that he experienced, not including the blip. He's been Spider Man for like what four years? Question mark. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was just being Spider Man in Civil War. What do you? Yeah, like, yeah. it's only been like a, like a few months, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I have to go back and watch. But yeah, it was it was pretty recent. Yeah, so he's 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 should be in his like I I feel like he should be in his peak right now. That that should yeah be... I agree. Like they nerfed him pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, he should be going crazy. I I, I just I want to go and like talk about my like tinfoil hat crazy theory I, for No Way Home. So like I I don't I just feel like it would it would have been really cool if like they really wanted to focus on the whole like Spider Man like this like uh proving his innocence i feel like i would have enjoyed <laughs> stay with me here like a pseudo like buddy cop film with him and matt murdoch's oh, no. daredevil absolutely i, I would have oh, i would have loved that <laughs> so much that would have been that so that can awesome. be an animated short that can be an animated <laughs> short that can be in what if that can be in what if no i mean i i mean i feel like i feel like it's not even like out of the question now because not only do we have um um, uh, Car Charlie Cox's uh, Daredevil, but we also have um, Vincent D'Onofrio's um, Kingpin officially in now, so that's sick. We're probably gonna get to see them both again in um, the Disney miniseries Echo. Uh, Punisher. I don't know if they're bringing Punisher back. I I would. I kind of want them to bring all of the uh, Netflix canon back. Maybe not Iron Fist. Maybe not. But um, I kind of want them to bring that all back because I would love to see them all interact again. I think that Jessica Jones. I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to see him bring it all back. To be honest, like I thought Kingpin in Hawkeye was like so weird. Like he was. 
it was it was so different it was so different like i really honestly like when everybody was clamoring for more like you know like bring these guys back in the mcu i was like no just leave it leave a good thing alone and it just they brought him back and it was really weird so i i don't want to i don't want to see it currently watching it right now so uh, I, I don't I think, know yet oh um, well uh my fault um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't mean to, I thought, I just assumed that you'd, anyway, uh, I think, no. <laughs> I think that what they did with Daredevil was really good because they brought him back, he brought, they brought him into the fold of MCU without like, st- without like c- contradicting or retconning anything from the, uh, the Netflix series. So, but the Netflix series was in the MCU. It was, and then they were like, "Ah, no, 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 they're actually not." But we don't know yet. And then it was, it was so weird because <laughs> I, I did like it. I did like it as a separate MCU. thing. I did like I did like all the things as a, as a separate um separate thing because in my mind because obviously because for me Daredevil season three is the best thing really released by superhero media ever. Um, so it's, it's I I have to I have to agree it's it's up there it's, easily it's it's, it's really it's incredible De- definitely it's definitely incredible. like in terms of like shows like uh episodic shows i think it's the best um but i <laughs> it would be kind of bad if it was tainted by like i don't know somebody writing uh daredevil like badly into the mcu but like they did with kingpin like, <laughs> who was, like the best part of that whole show mm. i don't i just okay so, I am mad about it. Here, here's my thing, right? Vincent D'Onofrio in Daredevil was amazing, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't think, like him not necessarily having like crazy superpowers in Daredevil was good. I liked that. Okay, he was just a big bulky yeah, guy that wore body armor, you know. And I, 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 I love that. Uh, obviously, that's not the case in Hawkeye. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you'll see what I mean, Jai. But. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, yeah. I I feel like they could they could have just kept it like he could have just kept on wearing body armor. I don't think anybody was complaining. You know, I, I get it. That... No, it was. I mean, he got shanked like <laughs> at least twice in the series. Right. So like, yeah, where where the Kevlar? Like, you can write around this. Like, yeah. I, I get that they want to. They got they got nerfed. <laughs> they, Again, they, they got nerfed. nerfed. They nerfed Tom Holland. TJ says that there's only one kingpin to him. Spider Verse kingpin takes all the screen, <laughs> whose, no matter what the whose shoulders is. are like almost as big as his wingspan. <laughs> he oh got them wide screen shoulders. Facts. He got them wide screen shoulders. I disagree. I thought, um, I thought kingpin was fine in in, in Spider Verse. Um, obviously, like he he was a good, he was a fantastic like mm-hmm. final boss for Miles. But like Vincent D'Onofrio is is it for me? Like. I mean that that guy, he just he killed it. He really and he did. replied to me on Twitter once. Whoa! So let's go. Must be nice. Yeah. What did he say? Cool. Uh I used to write for um uh a now defunct uh MCU news site called MCU Exchange and I wrote kind of like a uh an opinion piece like clarifying <laughs> some of his comments because like a bunch of people were like taking some of his comments about like his hopeful return to the mcu mm. like way out of context this was like maybe four or five years ago and i like wrote an op-ed piece like saying hey like chill this is probably not what he meant right. and um then our the, our site or you know tweeted it and then he retweeted and was like yep that was uh that was it good stuff and i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know where those i don't know where the screenshot is so i'm not gonna be able to like get it to you quickly but there right. is a no. screenshot somewhere 
Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I really hate yeah. to see other people living out my dream. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I like. I just okay. So they can do one of two things with, uh, um, one of two things with the MCU and Netflix characters. They can either bring them into the fold of the MCU while retconning certain aspects of the Netflix series and just essentially making them new MCU characters, which I kind of think that they maybe should do if they, cause now that, now that Charlie Cox is officially in the MCU, like I don't know how they're going to fit his daredevil into the MCU because his daredevil is dark and like, he'd be like Deadpool. Ah, uh, no, no, totally different things. No. Totally different things. Very, very much. No. Um, what do you mean? Like it's dead. Deadpool is more adult, but I don't know that he's necessarily like darker. Like yeah. Daredevil's like really like broody and like it's 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 a different tone. I agree though with, with what with what um with what he's saying though. Like it's 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 the same kind of thing where you are gonna have to like treat it in the same way that you would have to do a Deadpool, which is like this is gonna be some sort of a nerfed version of said character in yeah. order to fit with the tone right or, or well yeah i don't know I, <laughs> well i meant more like deadpool with that movie like they took out you know like because like you know they did like the x-men origins and i think he was in that and he was whack he was, like and we just with deadpool deadpool yeah it was like a, they just acted like it didn't exist <laughs> yeah Good. No, Good. They didn't. No, they didn't because the post credit scene. Oh yeah, but he also referenced Green Lantern in the post credit scene. So that's true. <laughs> Wait, no, he kills Green Lantern in the post credit scene. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, he kills Green years. Lantern, Ryan Reynolds in the post credit scene. But I think he at least like makes a jab at like that version of. Uh, <laughs> Man, I watched that movie when I was definitely way too young too. But it's okay. Um, <laughs> TJ asked us, "How do you guys feel about Aunt May's death?" I okay, good. So I wow, I wasn't gonna say all no, that, but no, mm. I don't know, queen. I don't know if it was like earned. Okay, I understand the purpose that it served within the movie, and I feel like I liked what it did to Peter, but I I just feel like I. Once I was kind of expecting her to survive. Like, I mean, I, I saw I saw the explosion. I'm like, oh, there, there's no way that she's getting out of that. But then in my in the back, then I'm like thinking, oh, it's a comic movie. She, it's a comic book movie. She'll be all right. And then she died. I was like, oh, well, this is sad. Okay, I mean, I guess. And then I just, it was, um, it was hollow. Yeah, it didn't. It, it was, didn't. I thought it was really. Yeah. I like I said. I don't feel like the movie earned it. You know. No. <laughs> no, because the trilogy, this movie suffered so much because of the sins of the trilogy as a whole. Like, if Rosemary Harris's Aunt May in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies had died even in the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you would have felt something. Yeah. Easily. Because that she was an established character. There was a, a real fleshed-out relationship. Peter in these movies always felt distant from May. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't, like they didn't feel to me like they had like as real of a relationship because it just wasn't fleshed out. Right. You know? And, and, and so like, I get that she said the great power, great responsibility line, 
But if the MCU has made a point up until this movie to not say that, like specifically, yeah, then like why 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 go back and do that now? So that's the only purpose she served in that movie, and I get that she served as his sort of like conscience, which is which is fine, but it's it's too little, too late. Yeah. What TJ <laughs> says that there are two reasons that he didn't think it hit as hard, and the first is that he said that he doesn't remember any scenes where. Peter and May were like interacting and that's the problem. If you leave a movie, you don't really remember that. Right. And then the second um, reason that he didn't think it hit as hard is because she got trucked by Goblin Spider. Exactly. Got up like she was fine and then she just died. And then um, he said that he felt the same, that the great power, great responsibility line like felt pretty hack at the moment. I which, agree. I agree. Yeah. With, the, with, his, with his second point, when I saw that she got destroyed by Goblin's Glider, I'm thinking, oh, the same thing happened to her as with happened to Green Goblin in um, Spider-Man 1. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. she's dead, dead. He dies instantly. Yeah, he <laughs> dies. Will, Willem Dafoe. Willem like, oh, oh. <laughs> don't tell Harry. He goes, he goes, don't tell Harry. Yeah. And then dies. And then that's it. I, I really, like, I really thought that just suddenly killed her. Jai, what was what was your thought on that? Like, you seem to you seem to disagree a little bit. What was your take on that? Aunt May's death. Yeah. I mean, it didn't hit me too hard. Uh, it was a little sad, but like, yeah, I mean, there wasn't that too many scenes where they interacted throughout the whole thing. It was more just like kind of like tongue in cheek all the time. So, it didn't hit as hard. But Marissa Tomei is cool, so I was like, oh, <laughs> killed Marissa she, Tomei. Yeah, see, that's the that's the thing for me is that I think like everybody loves Marissa Tomei um, that I've talked to, anyways, in these movies. Like, she looks like she has fun in the role, and like yeah. everybody thought about Emma Stone in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. But yeah. when she died, I felt very similarly, where it's like if Andrew hadn't sold me on his performance i wouldn't have felt nothing but yeah. i felt for andrew because he was reacting in the scene really well i'd say the same thing about tom in this movie right i thought yeah, he really sold the scene but i didn't personally feel anything as an audience member i will may, say i felt, I felt more for may than emma stone though. Lie. I, interesting i don't know i think i felt i think i felt a lot more for emma stone because of two reasons uh, one because of Andrew's performance, like um Ryan said, I just I really felt it because Andrew's just an amazing actor like that. But also two because like, I just feel like the way that she died, it's just like that's that's really crazy. Like Andrew really, like I I, I felt that for Andrew because <laughs> he like, was hustling. <laughs> he was and he and he caught her, but then the web but then her back broke. Like what the? Um, it was just very. I think the way that she died was just a lot. It, I feel like. It was a lot more symbolic. It was more tragic. Yeah. Yeah, it was more tragic. Yeah. TJ also says that they were fo- too focused on hot Aunt May. <laughs> yes. I'm not like, complaining. I'm not complaining, though. Not I, complaining. I am. I am complaining. I'm you know, not I'm complaining. complaining. I am compliant they, they, to hot Aunt May. Listen, listen. They reduced, her, they reduced her to a joke, like literally to a joke <laughs> that they played in every single movie, literally. including this one, and it was so old. Like, I was like, please. I I, I get it. Okay, Marissa Tomei Haters. is very Tomei is very attractive. Okay, I can I can get I can give away like one one joke about her being attractive. Okay, but we get it. She's hot. You don't need to point it out every single every single movie. Like we understand. But do you think she's having any fun playing like just the hot aunt like token kind of character? Like if she's, she's always do something like this, she's always Marissa played Tomei. the hot. Um... 
like the hot whatever the hot mom yeah but like as an actor like if you're given something like this especially if it's like a a a comic book sort of popcorn movie Mm -hmm. you want there to be something in there that you can sort of like get your teeth into in terms of a role especially at that point in your career i think you know like she's earned more than that and like she can do so much more than that and I just don't. I don't know. I I felt like they they did Marissa dumb. Like they just did her dirty. I think I think she did her best with what she was given. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was helping out at the harvest thing. The the you whatever. Mean feast. The feast. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, you know, you know why we know what that is? Because Spider Man PS4. Spider Man PS4. We have no idea what that is in the context of the movie. That's why these movies, to me, are not very good. She's, they rely on. This is what we do, Ryan. No, but you know, but you know what's so funny? This is what we do. I, and how and how I realized that like the whole multiverse what aspect. This is what we do. Okay. <laughs> no, no, the, and this this is how I know the whole multiverse aspect didn't work as well as I hoped it would. Right? Is because I'm sitting there thinking. When Ame was like, oh, I'm working at Feast, I half expected Mr. Negative and Miles Morales to show up. And it just, like, if they if they did, I feel like it would have fit right in with how, just exactly how they're doing all the multiverse characters. Because, like, they, they just didn't, like, they didn't give the multiverse what it needed, you know? It could have been two separate nope. movies. Easily. No, I hope part one and part two. I would have paid. people would have paid. I would have paid. Everyone would have paid. paid. So much paid. money for that. <laughs> so much money for right. that. He hit the nail on the head. Um, TJ asks what we, how we felt about um, MJ in this trilogy. Not Zendaya, MJ. Because I don't like MJ as a character in these films. I think she's very flat in one note. I, and then I got, I, got, I got jumped on real quick. Listen, people, listen. And I'm hating on Zendaya. I am not hating on Zendaya. She but is so much better if, than what they gave her. If you think about Zendaya as a person, though, like... She, it's not too far from like how she actually is in real life. Really? Because I think it's just yes. How, well, how do you know that? You don't know Zendaya. Well, I don't know Zendaya, <laughs> but like unless, unless her her personality, her personality is kind of like that like quirky like awkward person. Not the haha, I'm so, so quirky. No, I don't. I, okay. Right, no, right, not right, quirky even, as in how like is. just she's awkward. Even if she's it is weird, though, she's an actor. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Come on. I like give her something more than that. I just didn't care <laughs> about MJ like that. Like yeah. MJ was just kind of MJ was just kind of there. I like that she took a more active role in uh, No Way Home. But I I I it just more active in what so, like, like as in as in she, she was in more of it but i don't think she had a more active role she well, had compared, the bomb compared to what she button. compared to what she did in homecoming and uh um and far from home i think she was more active i don't think that she was that's fair she, she did have the bomb i forgot yeah. about the button she did have the button and you know she's she, the one who brought the fan service like oh no ned brought the fan service my bad oh oh yeah quick let's talk about that um so Ned being able to use the sling ring, right? How do y'all feel about that? No, there's no, there's no reason. Cause I'm, cause there's I'm no sitting reason. there in the movie theater, like, so you're telling me that if I get a sling ring and I just wave my hands in a circle a bit, like, I'll just be able, like, does he have some sort of innate ability? Actually, no, it doesn't. Well, John, John Luke, yeah, John Luke, if, if the plot demands, hey. That you open up a sling ring, then yes, you can. No, but but here... if the plot does not demand, then you cannot. I just feel like. So and here here's what I feel like the DJ MCU really, does sometimes. Plot <laughs> here's what the MCU does sometimes, right? They'll like 
in a future movie, they'll explain what happened in a past movie by giving some sort of context to it, right? But I don't like that. So you see, watch them in like a future Spider-Man movie be like, oh, Ned actually secretly has some sort of connection to uh, the magic they or whatever. They will not. To Wong. They will not. They, it's they Wong. Will not. I, you, Wong. See, they, I don't... I don't think that they like they might they might do something like that. I don't think that they should, and I think no, I would really hate that. No, they're not. You're not going to do that. I, I agree with TJ. One line of dialogue does not make up for Ned that, being able to do it's, that. That's that's very true, and, that, and I, I feel like I should clarify. Like that's what I'm saying. Like if they were to say that, like that you can't you can't have Ned do something like that and then not explain it, and then you also can't have Ned do something like that and then and then like just brush it off. Like yeah. That, I mean, what if he is Wong's like descendant? I would What's literally, I would riot. Why? Like, why? Then put up or shut up. Like, you gotta, you gotta make the movie or not. But because like, when you when you do something like that, it has to be something that's like set up, and there was no setup. He just did it. So, well, they could start slowly setting it up. They don't have to be like immediately like, oh, he is a master. Just be right. like, oh, we have but some they relationship. Didn't do that at all. <laughs> so that's that's no i mean like problem. in another movie i don't mean this and that's, i don't mean and this that's one. what i was saying before like that 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 was that that would be like an even bigger problem to me because it would seem like an afterthought you know and it feel and like nobody questioned it <laughs> so, so you're saying that marvel like basically got themselves in a bigger mess yes by doing this. yeah yeah <laughs> like I, hey, I mean like why is it hard to use a sling ring i just don't understand like why, why is it so well, hard? Like, why is it hard like, to what, use magic? What, what magic? I don't know. Like what? You can't quantify it because it's like a more like a soft magic system. No, no, but no, yeah. but here, no, but here's the thing, and this is and this is why soft magic systems kind of suck unless you're unless you're J.R.R. Tolkien and do it right. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can't, okay? So we yeah, have, like Harry Potter. Like what the heck? They just like point your wands more. We have you're a, you're a wizard, Ned. We have a precedent for uh doctor yes tj just said it we literally have a precedent for doctor strange learning how to use these sling rings learning how to use magic and it TJ, took it took a this. very we we do need it we do we do <laughs> you either you either find it you either find a way to make it make sense in the context of your movie or use something that already makes sense like I, I, and they and they won't do it because they don't <laughs> care you know what people thought was cool ned using a sling ring that's yeah. fan service because ned is a fan favorite character Gosh. It's like Kramer. I don't like him that yeah. much. And he's not even... I think a lot... You should have heard the reaction. I was in the theater opening weekend at, like, Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. Like, to... Oh, to, look at you. To, yeah, it, it, well... It Must have been crazy. Sense. It was, but people got so hyped for that moment. I'm like, why are we screaming about this? There's nothing it's just that's Ned. that well, cool about They're probably Ned. not screaming also, about cool. Ned. They're screaming about Andrew Garfield running no, through they, a portal. No, but they also like there was a lot of audience reaction to Ned that I just did not think was like warranted. Also, we haven't seen his grandma before. Also, can we talk about the fact that in theaters now people will just yell and scream over so much dialogue when they quote unquote cheer about something? Am I just like really old? That's no, no. Does okay. anybody agree with me? I don't I mind it. I don't mind it if it's super hype. It's like you you know like they're not saying something super important. Like all there was there was just jokes in that whole scene. It's just now, jokes. See, but see, that's the problem. And it was jokes. If it's, if, if, if it's just jokes and you'd have to design a scene around people yelling over your audio or sorry, over your dialogue, that's a really big problem for a movie. Like, I don't think it, so. Like, it is because like depending on what type be, of movie you're making. I just, 
we've gotten really good comic book movies before where that kind of attention and like care was given to the characters and the dialogue and we just didn't get that with this and i just i'm really over like audience members like yelling and screaming and talking over the movie at so many different points like i remember in the theater back in 2012 mm-hmm. right when the avengers dropped which was 10 years ago by the way which Jeez, is why oh yeah it's 2022 um, happy new year yeah <laughs> like tj how's that the only time they applauded when um the avengers assembled for the first time that was fine yeah and it's cool to hear some audience reactions but like people yelling and screaming over like dialogue really annoyed me tj said that the only time in the mcu where he could see an applause break being deserved is thor arriving in wakanda i think that's oh, false. infinity war i actually really did like that moment what well, about what about what about in Endgame where they all come out of the portals and everyone's like awesome. a fight, awesome. or awesome. when Captain America gets the shield, like I'm the shield, the, the, the hammer, the hammer. I, no, like, I, 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 I do say there were a lot of more, a lot more moments. When it when it happens in an action scene, that's where I'm like, okay, that's completely fine. Bro, when he gets the hammer, you're like, oh yeah, shoot. I, I, I was fine with people like making like a ruckus there, but like. Just, I felt like with this movie, like every little piece of fan service, yeah. people would just yell and I don't scream. Know. That might have like, been so your annoying. theater, though. Like th- in my theater, there was like three moments: Matt Murdock coming back, all the Spider Man, and uh, when uh, when all the Spider Man did like the the same like pose. That was really <laughs> it for me. Other okay. than that, but like, I think I think an important part about a movie theater is that we are all sitting together and we're all like a community. So when something hype happens, like imagine you're at home just watching TV or watching this movie on TV, you would be like, "Yo!" Like you know. Yeah, so it's like I feel like it's okay. I'd have, the, I'd have the self-control to stop myself and listen. <laughs> you yeah, know. I, I do no, with, but I like, but come on, because like I do that with sports, but I don't do that with movies. Like I was grinning ear to ear when I saw like. Yeah. Toby, but I wasn't like yelling. So like I was just sitting there enjoying okay. the movie. I honestly when, think it's okay. When when Matt Murdock yeah. came on the screen, right? I like started shaking violently, and I looked at my sister, and my sister thought I was crazy. But I started shaking because <laughs> I'm like, I, I love Daredevil so much, right? But I wasn't screaming, yeah. and everybody was right. screaming, and I couldn't hear what Matt Murdock was saying, and I was like, he, guys, all he said was, "I'm a good lawyer." Like it didn't matter. Well, it, it, that part also was really annoying to me because like there's no context for that. I, and that was very like, fan servicey because I'm just like, why would nobody yeah. question what happened? Like you exactly. know, like you know that he's exactly. blind, right? And pe- and you're telling me that nothing about Peter's like spider sense. What I just I just feel like <laughs> exactly. I just feel like that was a bit odd. Like I I love I love that scene because you know fan service, but also it's just like come on, come on, that didn't make sense. <sighs> I do feel like I do feel like we would be remiss though if we didn't acknowledge the fact. That they did make Spider-Man punch again. And that was that was great. That was really really great. And I love to I love to see the mixing the mixing of different fighting styles. And now now that he's gonna be like punching, hopefully. But it was just because Spider-Man fight choreography is so hype. Like yeah, you could there are so many Wait, things that you could do with it. Isn't there like a thing where he becomes like a, a luchador? Like he like is there is that not a thing? Like he's like becomes the, like a, a boxer. Teams. In the comics, he he like started off by being like yeah. sort of like oh, a that, that was wrestler. yeah that was the beginning. Okay. But like no, he wasn't like a boxer. No, yeah, Murdoch uh, was a boxer. Or his, his dad was a boxer, and he know he he like can, he knows his way around a ring. But like right. Spider Man is not a boxer. Yeah, he could be though. Um, he got it. I mean, he could. Be, yeah, for sure. <laughs> On the topic of like 
other Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. I want to ask how you guys feel about people asking for The Amazing Spider-Man 3. And before you answer, I just want to give my opinion. Okay. I <laughs> as wait. Much what as, do you mean asking for it? Like people want the amazing yes, Spider-Man. Yes, people on, online on Why? Twitter and, and media okay. have been absolutely clamoring. Yeah, since the movie dropped. As much as I really like Andrew Garfield, and I think that his um that his Spider-Man didn't get the justice he deserved, I don't think we need Amazing Spider-Man three. I don't think we that do we need. Not. I don't think that we need Spider-Man four either. <laughs> like I, we do not. I don't. I like. I really don't think so. I think that it's fine where they are. I would be fine if we never saw them again, personally. But who's them? Who's them? Toby and Andrew. I, I would be fine if we if that was the only time wow. we saw them. Well, Toby, uh, he a little old. Yeah. So <laughs> people were saying, oh, he could be like Peter B. Parker and like help like uh, Miles Morales. <laughs> and I'm just like, guys, it's okay. We don't need to see this. And now the people are going to be asking for that, and then people are going to overhype themselves, and they're going to get disappointed. So, what do you guys think about uh, like? Oh, that's like something that? we need to see. Miles Morales on the screen. I, they've been teasing it too long. Like, come on. Like Electro even teased it. Like, come on. I want to see him on the screen. I low key thought the second post credit scene was going to be Miles Morales, and then it wasn't, and then. And it was actually just a trailer for Doctor Strange, <laughs> which I was like, oh, yeah, God. like, yeah, Ryan, what, what do you think? What do you think about people asking for that stuff? I, He's conflicted. I think, no, I have a very solid stance on it, which is like, I think the genre needs to like kind of leave well enough alone. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like you're saying, I don't, I could never see those characters again and be fine. Um, like, for example, right, at the end of Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire was kind of ambiguous. Was it really nice to kind of hear that he had patched things up with MJ in this movie and that things yeah. were kind of okay? Yeah, that was really nice, right? You know, we've seen Andrew and he's in the same place that he was in basically at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which yeah. is like struggling through the sadness, trying to be better, right? Yeah. Okay. There's no plot there. There's nothing to do there. Yeah. You know, and, and I think fans have gotten greedy ever since Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes, they have. Where it's like, it, like they've gotten so greedy. They think anytime you have a hashtag that you're going to be able to get a major studio to do what you want. And the answer is you are absolutely not. My personal opinion is that the three Spider-Men didn't need to come back in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a stronger Spider-Man story if you had just focused on Tom Holland. So I personally don't want to see The Amazing Spider-Man 3. There's nothing at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 that made me go, yeah. yeah, I could see a little more of this. Whereas at the end of this movie, even though I didn't like it all that much, I'm, I see Tom Holland swinging in front of a Christmas tree in his new homemade suit in a new setup and a new world for Spider-Man and think, yeah, I could watch another one of these and, and hope that they do a little bit better. Right. There's more story there that I could see. Right. But they've done, no but they've done a good job, though. They've done like a decent, well, like it's not, it's not a bad job. It's not like, oh, this a is trash. Opinion. That's, a, that's a matter of, a, I don't think it's necessarily trash. I just think it's really hollow, but that's, that's the side of the point. I think my, what I'm saying is that my criteria would be, does the story, is there a story there to be told? Or do you have to really work to tell a story? Yeah. And with the amazing Spider-Man three, I don't see a story there that makes sense. And so personally, I, I don't think that, but I think fans would want to see it just to see more of, Andrew Garfield because yeah. you know people that there's fan service. People are like, oh, what if uh what if um 
Sony's Venom actually takes place in Andrew Spider Andrew Spider Man world, and I'm just like, okay. I, I mean, I guess I don't really care. Andrew Spider Man world. <laughs> the, the, which, which, um, like, if that was the case, I wouldn't really care either way because I don't really like the Venom movies either. <laughs> so no, no, not at all. <laughs> I just, which, like, it was a, it was a travesty because what they did to my boy Carnage was absolutely disgusting. Did not um, bother watching it. You 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 don't you don't need to actually you can skip it it's fine like it gave me the same vibes as like uh was it the last Jedi was it last Jedi was the last film right mm-hmm. Rise, Rise of Skywalker Rise, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker yeah thank whatever you. I, I don't... yeah it gave me those same vibes like no yeah Venom, TJ just said Venom doesn't really work without Spider Man I come well, okay I agree absolutely agree I agree absolutely agree ex like okay so like. I agree until Venom like has his arc within the Spider-Man like context. Cause like in the in the comics, Venom has recently become more of more of his own character, which I really like, and they've done it they've done things really well. But that didn't happen until years and years of him like fighting Spider-Man, working against Spider-Man, working with Spider-Man, yep. etc. So we need to get that before he can become his own character. Like Yeah, you don't have you don't have Venom without Spider-Man. Right. I, I like unless you want to completely rewrite the mythology. Mm-hmm. Like there is no Venom without Spider-Man. And like I prefer the Toad for Grace version of Venom to the Tom Hardy villain or to the Tom Hardy version, mm-hmm. and people can come at me because no, I, I, just I agree. Think that it's I think Tom Hardy's Venom is a joke. <laughs> it is. He no, he's literally like a joke. literally it's a joke. Literally, literally he's a joke. I, I mean, like, and now now that we have the the symbiote in um Holland Spider Man verse, it's getting confusing. Now that we have the symbiote in and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Can you give me a really good reason? Okay, as to why that makes as to why no he sense. stayed, and also okay, let's. There's two questions here. I have two questions for you boys. Question one: How did Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock get pulled into the MCU MCU mm-hmm. universe? Mm-hmm without knowing that peter parker is spider-man question two even if that made sense how does a part of him get left behind when nobody else had any part of them that was left behind so so we don't really even need to ask no 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 we do we need need to ask those questions no 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 that's not what i mean that's not what i mean i mean like it's like come on guys we know why they need to get venom in here it was for a joke it's not that deep no, it is. It is that deep. No, why, it is, it is really legitimately that, that deep. Not that deep. Why, why is it? Why is it not that deep? Like, because I, we know it's a contrivance. Like it's not like we have to be like, guys, we must examine this to the because end. Because if it's a contrivance, like, it's not, it makes it less impactful. Like you can't. Obviously, it, it, that's can't why you're so it. mad about it. I mean, and I will stay mad. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make because sense. It's sloppy writing. It is because it's sloppy writing. And like I don't think that you should look at these movies like they should be full of contrivance, right? right? I think that was part of the, the deal that, like, you know, in in the early yeah. you know two thousands when people started to realize, oh, like comic books could be like pretty like viable, you know, media, and not just for kids. Right, and not like in an overly adult, like graphic kind of way. These could actually be good, solid stories and good, solid characters. Right? They were the way Stan Lee wrote Spider-Man in the original run wasn't contrived. It was right. the circumstances were ridiculous. Right? They would never happen in real life. That's fantasy. That's okay, but it, they were solid stories, and people still just kind of dismissed the medium of comic books. Like I said, until the early two thousands. 
And then they went back and they realized, like, you know, when they started making more movies, they started realizing these characters could be really popular in their own right. Yeah. And Stan Lee didn't treat it like a kid's book, didn't treat it like it was a joke. He wrote solid characters and solid stories, and that's why he stuck around this long. Because Peter Parker and other subsequent versions of Spider-Man as well, not just the Stan Lee written ones, <laughs> have been really impactful, strong, solid characters mm-hmm. that have impacted generations. And I don't think... And like I know that it's it's just a movie, right? Yeah. Like, so I'm yeah. not really like I'm you're not like you're going I'm into it, you're going into it, I, <laughs> I'm going into it, yeah. Because I love these characters, yeah, right? Exactly. And I, I know that it's just a movie, but it's it's that what TJ told me. He he texted me immediately after he got out of the theater, and so my thought on this movie is kind of echoing what TJ said, which is that could have been so much better. Yeah, like, and you write this off as like a ridiculous sort of like multiverse thing. Yeah, you you can. But, like, I think the characters deserve a whole lot more than that. Like, honestly. Yeah. I see what you're saying there. Um, um, in, t- in terms of the first question you asked, which is how Venom knows. So, TJ T. Texan, this is the same theory that I heard. That because, like, the symbiote has the hive mind, um, Venom, tech- even though the Venom from the Sony-verse doesn't know about Sp- Peter Parker being Spider-Man, because the symbiote shares a hive mind, the Venom from the uh, Raimi movies knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So that translates to Eddie Brock from Venom, Spider-Man, Venom. And then that's how Venom, Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock Venom traveled to the Holland Spider-Man verse, which is mm. like... That's a solid fan theory. Yeah. Yeah. It's just still... It's, it's like you have to insinuate that, though. Yeah, like... It still doesn't explain how a little bit of a little bit of him is left, unless like we because of plot contrivance. That's the answer. I mean, the only thing I the only <laughs> thing I can see kind of explaining that is like if we look at the symbiote as a multiversal uh, entity, like a multiversal like hive, which like I mean, kinda that's kind of how it works a little bit in the comics, but they haven't even said anything like that, so it's not even like. Right. It's a moot point for the movies yeah. so far. I don't know. But like they could establish that in future the, movies for sure. But, but final question, because we are running a little long. But final question, like, do you think that when they now have the symbiote and they, like, you know, use it for a future movie or whatever, do you think if that movie's good, is this going to matter? This this whole, like, yes. little contrivance? Yeah. Yes, I think it will. Personally, for me, it's, it's still, they could have done better. Like if they hadn't tried to sort of cram too much all into one. But, like, will I take that as a standalone Spider-Man story? Yes, but also, if they do that that storyline, it's going to have some competition because Spider-Man 2, the PS, like the PS5 Spider-Man 2 game, yeah. they're doing the same thing. So uh-huh. may, the be- may, may the best story win. <laughs> and I have a feeling who the best story is going to be. But that's just me. <laughs> uh- <laughs> well, well, we'll see about it. TJ, do you want to say anything before we uh, head out? Either oh, on the mic or the me. text. Wait, he said that? The place, <laughs> no. He said, the PlayStation Spider-Man <laughs> games have a great story, and I completely agree. Wait, wait is, that your final, is that your final word, though, TJ? Final words or, would or be final, final word, yes. Wait, wait, do you love me, TJ? <laughs> it's like, no. He said I do! Uh, uh, we love TJ. We wish he was with us in voice. <laughs> in he's, voice. He's with us in voice. <laughs> He's with us in text. Oh, 
<laughs> wait, 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 he's typing, he's typing. Oh. Is that supposed to be a drum roll? That is the saddest yes. drum roll I've ever heard. Spider-Man punches again. I like it. Optimistic for the future. We'll see what they do. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I, I honestly I agree more, to be honest. Yeah. So I'm extremely optimistic for the future of Spider-Man movies. And I'm also extremely optimistic for the future of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify and Twitter. We have a Twitter account at Three Cousins Dua Podcast. On Twitter, it's just Three Cousins Dua, by the way. I know that's weird, but you'll get used to it. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope to see you in uh, next episode. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, yeah you were great. I was really excited to come back on. I always have fun talking with you guys. Yeah. And happy 2022. Yeah. And to you. Yeah. I hope everyone has an amazing year. I hope it's better than the last one. Uh, yeah. See you next time. COVID sucks. Bye.